Welcome back to Detroit Strange. Our podcast. That's Jess over there. <laughs> That's Alex over there. I think it's our new thing is you just say our podcast. I don't know how to introduce things properly, I think. I, I like that. Okay, good, because it's what comes to my brain every time. Good. So how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. We had, uh, it's been a weekend. It has. Yeah. The, the show that I wrote for. Yes. Open, good. Opening night was really great. Uh, like really great energy, really great audience. Um, for those of you who don't know the show, I, I was in a sketch class and our show is called Digging for Hoffa and it's playing the next couple weekends as well at Planet Ant. And it turned out really fun. Everything kind of like came together as it tends to. Nice. I'm excited to see it next weekend. Yeah. This weekend I went to the film thing they had at Planet Ant, the... I know because I saw Felt you there. Oh, yeah, we were, <laughs> yeah, I was just letting our listeners yes. know that I didn't just heartlessly not go to your opening night. Yes. No, no, you would never. Never, I couldn't possibly. No. Yes, uh, but yeah, and that was actually that was cool last night to see the movie uh, Bruised Fruit. Yeah. Congrats to anybody who was involved with that. If you hear this ever, yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, it was great. Yeah, it was really. Um, I, I missed part of the event just because I was at the show. That yeah, my show. And, but when I came in, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I got to see the actual film too. So yeah, I'm glad I could sneak back over. Yeah, it was just cool to see something like that come out of like the community because you know, I feel like I knew almost everyone in the film. Yeah, and it was interesting too to see uh, three individuals act like bullies. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not bullies at all. And I was like, "That's funny." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was a busy weekend. Yeah, today's been a little bit more relaxing for me. We're recording on Sunday. So. Yeah, spooky Sunday, we'll call it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's still ghosts up in the Ooh, studio space. We are still in Oogie Spooky Studios, otherwise known as my basement. Uh huh. <laughs> Still have not fully undecorated from the Halloween party. Not sure I ever will. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I am here for it. For I like sure. The guys. They're cute. They're adorable. Yeah. Uh, so anything else new with you? Not really. I did a lot of like cooking and baking this weekend. That's never a bad thing. No, it was great. Like, we had me and my friend had a mac and cheese off mm -hmm. on Friday. Did you win? No. Oh. Never mind. Um, we won't talk about it I then. I mean, in my <laughs> eyes, I won. But, you know, mac and cheese is very subjective. It is. Because, I mean, some people want it with the panko. Some people want it with, like, a different cheese than, you know, the some people want the classic cheese. Some people want bacon. Some people want lobster. It's all over the place. Hot takes. I don't really think I like a baked, a, a baked, a baked mac and cheese as much as I thought I did. Oh, see, I like the baked. See, because I had, like... Like, it was looking really good before I went to the oven. Like, it's all goopy and cheesy and delicious. Mm -hmm. And then I put it in the oven, and I'm like, hmm, it's not as goopy and cheesy as delicious as before it went in. I think you need to, like, up the goop if you're going to bake it. Yeah. Yeah, you just need, like, Or just don't bake down. it. I think I might just, next time, I just might not bake it. <sighs> and then into the baked. But we had buffalo chicken, shredded buffalo chicken breast. Oh, that's delicious. So that on top of, like, unbaked, I think would be really good. So I, like, I, grew, up on, I grew up on craft, so, like... Uh, see, we never had that in my house. Like, well, we also just didn't really have mac and cheese in my house, so <laughs> that's probably why. 
With a lot of mac and cheese growing up. A lot of, what did I eat? I don't even know what I ate growing up. A lot of chicken breasts. Classic. My mom still calls them chicken boobs. Cute. Yeah. I love that. Let's get some chicken boobs out of the freezer for me. (laughs) Does she have a special name for chicken thighs? We don't have chicken thighs ever. Uh, Chicken thighs are delicious, though. Oh, I know. I've had them before, but like, it's just not... This there weren't many casseroles in my mom's repertoire that required okay. a chicken thigh. Yeah. So it was never um, just like a chicken breast. Usually it was like a chicken breast and a casserole. I, once in a while, will mix it up with chicken thigh just to like, you know, well, literally Spice mix it up. it up. Yeah. And I made chicken thighs with artichokes this weekend. Ooh. And I did it on the fly, but it was, I, I, I was happy with the, the outcome of it. I haven't really cooked in like two months. Oh, yeah, because all your moving debacle. Yeah, so I was really excited to just like make a meal. And then my, my roommate was around a little bit after that, and I was like, there's chicken and artichoke in the fridge. Have some. And she did, and I was like, yay, because I love sharing food with yeah. people, too. I think that's like one of the best parts about cooking. So it Agreed. was nice. So we have a little bit of an announcement that we're pretty stoked about. Very excited. Well, mark your calendars. December 13th. Friday. Friday. December 13th. We are going to be doing another live show. And this time it will be at the Film Lab in Hamtramck. Ooh, I'm so excited. Shout out to Lara. Friend of the show, Lara. Yes, we love her. And we're we're not going to announce... A lot about it quite yet because we're kind of figuring some stuff out, but we will definitely let everybody know about it. And leave you some breadcrumbs. That's yes. a little style. So we're very excited though about the uh, subject matter. Yes. That we're leaning towards for it. So we'll let you know more later. Mark the calendars because we'd love to see y'all there. Yes. Our first live show in great. We're hoping this one's even better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anything, any other announcements or anything you got? Not that I could think of. I was just talking about, like, I think November's my least favorite month of the year. I mean, it's like a little bit of a slump in between, because you got, you got Halloween, and then Thanksgiving's fine. I mean... It's my least favorite holiday, but it's fine. Food is The food's like the good fun. part, but I just, like, I, like, it just always rubs me the wrong way. It's like... This holiday about being thankful. Eat as much as you can until you puke and then go shop for everything. <laughs> like, why? I do not like the shopping part of it at all. That is not I my jam. I can't be a hater because I like the sales. I'm just like, why are we calling it Thanksgiving? Call it Salesgiving. Now that I can do it online, though, I don't mind it as much. But, like, oh, yeah. I did try to do the traditional Black Friday thing, like, a while ago just because I had never done it. And it was cool to get deals, but at the same time, I was like, this isn't... This isn't and worth it. They've gone it was overboard stressful. too. Because I just don't. I don't like that. It, like stores open at like five p.m. on Thanksgiving. No, that's so gross. And, like it's... people have to be working at five p.m. on Thanksgiving. I know, and I was one of those people for like a very long time. So I never appreciated it. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, but you know what? Also, like, this is kind of like probably something. I don't know if this is actually true. Some people like the holidays aren't a happy time. So some people like having distractions. I could see this. I see people who actually liked working holidays, but I'm not one of them. Yeah. I did have a roommate who was really into Thanksgiving, but it's because I think she was born on a Thanksgiving or real close to it. So sometimes her birthday was on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We had so many turkey decorations in our apartment the year I lived with her. (laughs) It was hilarious. I was like, I didn't know they made this many Thanksgiving decorations. I felt like we might like, 
the quota for the amount of Thanksgiving decorations I would see in the whole state. She of was Michigan. an actual pilgrim. She was. Actually, one year though. Buckle was... hat, buckle shoes. <laughs> One year it was really fun though, like way after we were roommates, she lived uh, in North Carolina uh. and she asked me if I wanted to meet her and a friend of hers in New York for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Ooh. for her birthday. So like we met up there and I saw it once and it, that, it, oh, it was so insane. Like just getting to the parade was like nuts. Uh-huh. I'm glad I went once. Won't ever do it again. You know, in life you're going to have a lot of, I feel like you have a lot of those experiences like Cool experience. Happy it happened. Would absolutely never do it again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, what is this beautiful drink that you made? I'm going to call it either a maple old fashioned or a new old fashioned. Don't call it a new old fashioned because I think that's actually a thing. Oh, yeah. In the new old fashioned. Way. I think it is rye instead of bourbon or something like that. Uh, well, we'll call it the maple old fashioned because basically <laughs> it's an old fashioned and instead of a sugar cube... I have this bourbon-aged maple syrup, so I just put like a spoonful of that in there. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's good. I like that way better than a sugar cube, I think. I, it gives a nice little like little oomph of flavor, like just a little bit of maple mm-hmm. flavor. Well, it's richer. Like a, a yeah. sugar cube is just sweet, whereas this actually has like flavor. Complexity. Depth. Who is she? <laughs> She's different. She's maple. Mm-hmm. And can we just talk about the maple syrup? Because it's not just any maple syrup. It's from the Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some for Christmas, and I'm excited. It's <laughs> great maple syrup. Mm-hmm. I like. I've already used it on pancakes once. Oh. I was going to use it on the waffles I made today, but I ended up running out to get strawberries to make a strawberry sauce. Yeah, that sounds delightful as well. A worthy foe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready to get into our topic today? I super am. Do you know it's been sitting in front of you this whole time? I okay, so I know you read a book because you told me you were reading a book. Yeah. And I know you brought it down and I really wanted to peek really, really, really bad, but I didn't. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Does it have to do with this? Yes. Oh my gosh, it has to do with better made chips. Yes. There's a bag of better made chips. Have you ever heard of a little company called Better Made? Yes, they make chips. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're a Detroit brand. Yay. Yeah. I, Decided to research them after I got a tip from a fan. Mm-hmm. Mm. My mom still. I'm still into it. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just feel like I'm talking about my mom a lot more than I thought I would in this podcast. <laughs> it happens. Break hearts, not stereotypes. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> so she sent me this tweet, like an article about a tweet. My mom doesn't know how to use Twitter, but an article about a tweet. Okay. A better made shaded Frito Lay with because Frito Lay is he Frito Lay or some kind of like other potato chip brand like a national brand. And the national brand was like, hey hey corn, what's so cool about that? Let's build a potato maze, am I right? <laughs> and then Better Made just tweets back saying, "Potato plants are at most three feet tall. Read a book." <laughs> Aw, you know what? Go go Better Made. Right. So hey. I'm like. I forget their Detroit brand. So I'm like, let's learn more. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. Mm-hmm. They do. And we've already talked about this off air, but they do have the best barbecue. They really do. They don't taste like anybody else's barbecue. No. I promise this is not sponsored. I was like doing research today. I'm like, people are going to think that I'm sponsored. And one, I am happy you think that enough people listen to this that Better Made would want to sponsor it. <laughs> Two, I regret not waiting long enough to have Better Made sponsor this episode. But if they ret- listen to it and want to retroactively sponsor it, I'm very open to that. 
And three, please do. Yes. So if anyone has an internet better made, please send them this. And four, if anybody ever wants to sponsor us for anything, please. Or even if you just see someone eating better made, just tell them about this podcast. Yeah. Hey, there's an episode about those (laughs) chips. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So as the date on the bag would suggest, they've been around since the 30s. So since 1930. But I didn't know. So the book, which remember how I told you this episode would bring back an old character? Yes. Written by none other than... <gasps> Karen D. Karen D. Karen... Yes. Karen Divis, Divis, Device. Karen D. Karen D. Love Karen D. Yes. So I decided to check out another book from her repertoire. Nice. So there's my source. I also did a little bit of Wikipedia, too. Mm-hmm. So like going back to the story. So it started in the 30s, and... It went to the history of potato chips and how they not really sure where or when, but it was sometime in the late 1800s in New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in New York, Pennsylvania, not Michigan. Okay. Somewhere that way. That's not us. Fair. Okay. But. It's a large region. Fair. Yeah. So <laughs> it kind of became what's called like a cottage industry, which I didn't know what that term meant, but like. I have no idea. So like basically like back then, like early 1900s in Detroit, especially there would be places that would make potato chips mm-hmm. and they would just sell them to like stores around them or they could have carts. It was kind of something you made locally and just kind of sold it in like your direct like vicinity. Okay. So like a bakery almost. I was going to say like a bakery. Yeah. Yeah. So like it wasn't like today where you go to the store, you just pick up your bag of potato chips that are made somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's usually like someone local and there was like, there's like literally at the time, like 40 plus potato chip companies in Detroit. Okay. I can see that though. Cause like potato chips there, they go stale pretty quickly. Like if you leave a bag open or yeah. something, like they go stale relatively quickly. So yeah. it probably was hard to develop the way to like manufacture they them make for them like fresh. Yeah. They'd make them fresh, or, take them to the yeah. thing and they'd scoop them into like a cone and give it to you. Yeah. But they're thick too. Yeah. They're more, so they, you know, how they have cattle chips now yeah. that mm-hmm. the crunchier, the thicker. That's basically what potato chips were okay. for a while. I'm into them. Right. Like, that's a good chip. Yeah. So then, like, there's this company called Best Made. Uh-huh. I can't make this shit up. <laughs> there's, a co- there's a company called Best Made. It was one of the companies. It was one of the bigger ones, I think. And two guys that were working there. And I'm, I read this book pretty recently, and I forgot to take notes. But it's very fresh in my head. But okay. I get a couple small details wrong, cut me some slack. I, I will. Okay. Uh, or if I do make mistakes, let me know politely and I will correct them in the next Yes. Episode. We always want to know when we make mistakes because yeah. then we learn. Yeah. So best made. Mm-hmm. Two guys. They're two very Italian names, which is interesting because the company name that they created. So these two guys left best made chips and created better made chips. Oh, so they like, okay. So they ran away from Best and Cross made better. Moseri and Pete Cipriano, I think. Cipriano. Wait, what's his I'm name actually? I'm failing my people. I'm going to ask my Italian coworker how to say this <laughs> and correct it at some okay, point. fair. But the important part is it was the Cross and Peter company. Okay. They used their first name. Mm-hmm. That was the company they formed and their only brand of chips was better made. Okay. And then for some reason, the other company, Best Made, was like, well, this is some bullshit. We're going to change our name to New Era. Okay. So you've mm-hmm. heard of New Era Chips. No. Probably not. They were huge in Detroit, and they were actually like... Really? Like So like all these companies happened, so they split. 
Pete and Cross make the Better Made brand, and then the other company forms New Era Chips. Mm-hmm. Like their thing is like so. Better Made has like the little like maiden with like the little bonnet, and she's like, "Hey, let me get you some chips mm-hmm. above the logo." Yes. And there's like this like weird silhouette of a woman with like her hand up, like New Era Chips. Oh, so yeah. they were trying to be like the party Which, girl of chips. Let me find you a picture and I'll put this online too. Of Because I feel like the better made girl, she's like a very wholesome, like, yeah, I'm just doing it better. Supposedly the new era girl, there was a lot of like. Oh, she's a little bit more. Yeah, she's a little bit uh out there. Right. But so basically like. They had new era chips and better made chips. Like some of them started disappearing, getting bought up by other companies, and okay. kind of like their sh- the numbers were shrinking. That's when um, Frito, whose real name was like Doolins, he created a corn chip known as Fritos. Mm-hmm. I think it was part of during the depression when potatoes were kind of like not in like rare supply, but there's just a lot more corn. We had a lot of corn. Okay, that makes sense. So they made like a corn flour and turned those into chips. Corn chips we now know as Fritos. Well, and I feel like corn is a very, especially like Midwestern. Yep. Like there's a large surplus of it in the my Midwest. Surround, my, my, my apartment in college was surrounded by corn fields. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of how much corn there is. And I don't know of any potato fields. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they exist somewhere. Yeah, but they like, have I don't, to. I mean, Idaho. Yeah. Oh, excuse me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that's me yeah how freaking dare you so that happened and then lays was a guy too his last name is lays he made these chips they merged in like the 50s okay so that's when frida lays was they merged and then they also merged with pepsi at some point oh pepsico you know that always happens with like those companies where like you don't know that two large Pepsi companies owned are Taco actually. Bell for a while. Pepsi owned like Yum Brand Foods, I think. That doesn't surprise me just because they really push Pepsi at Taco Bell. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. not a yes. fast food history podcast, no. but I will throw in some tidbits when I can. I like it. You want extra tidbits? Always. Yes. <laughs> Give me the tidbit. Tit tit. Blah, blah, blah. Tidbits. <laughs> I almost said Timbits, which is so That's sad. That's probably where they got that name. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, they definitely got it. But yeah, so Frito-Lay was becoming like a bigger company and like kind of they kept merging. They became like one, I think like the one of the first national chip brands. Okay. And like Better May was like specifically like, let's stay small. Let's stay small. Like we're doing good in our area. Let's just stick to what we know. The two so, like, guys. Quality over quantity. Exactly. So that's for a long time. They, you know, they treat their employees right. They mm-hmm. like never like did anything on credit. They paid cash for everything. Very Sicilian oh. mentality. Like okay. they had like, like they talked about the book, like they're Sicilian, Sicilian, Sicilian. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like the things, mm-hmm. their business practice came from the Sicilian way, apparently. From, the, from the, the, the old country. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the 50s, like, battery is like kind of a good chip. They're like kind of getting more advanced. Like we can package them in sealed bags. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the chip industry, but they're always very like a Detroit local brand. They were, they moved the factory out a couple times before it got where it is now on Gratiot. But they used to have something on Woodward originally, but they could only make the chips at night because, like, the smell of frying potatoes and just, like... Oh, it bothered people? It bothered the other offices. I was like, you need to make your chips at night or we're going to find you. That's always that's always so crazy. Like, I don't know if... Do you remember when there was the big thing with sriracha sauce a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, yeah, everything's going to have a smell, so... 
make sense, but it's just like the sriracha makes sense because it's like hot pepper, so I'm yeah. actually like burn your eyes. Yeah. So they like bounced around a couple times, ended up in the facility on grass shit where they still are today. Mm-hmm. It has been a renovated and exp- expanded obviously since the fifties. But like kind of like took a long time to like really modernize and we'll get to that later. Okay. But it was just these two guys and the one guy like worked as a milkman until like the 40s, despite the success of the company. He's like, I'm not sure if this is for real or not. So then like oh. he finally made the jump and started doing the focusing on this real time. I wonder if that just had to do with too with it being like the Great Depression and stuff like that. Yeah, like, people were just careful. Yeah. So but you know, they were really holding their own. They were doing good. They were competing with Frito-Lay because, like, it was still kind of early. They weren't the huge conglomerate they are now, Frito-Lay, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, New Era Chips, um, they were kind of the hot name in Detroit, but, at, like, the... It was kind of like they called it, like, the snack food boom. Okay. Because, like, the TV came out, so people's mm-hmm. snacking habit changes. Wasn't, like... Um, well, I don't know when the microwave came around, but I feel like also, like microwave meals or like meals like that like ready-made yeah like meals and stuff were just like easier stuff that time. Yeah. yeah this is not anything to do with anything but i learned recently that Cher was the first woman to show her belly button on tv oh yeah you shared that the other day yeah i mean good for her right i found that vogue did this video of Cher breaking down like 13 of her iconic looks mm-hmm. and i've kind of just been showing it to everyone that was like a <laughs> side note for People are like, what is he talking about? Share. Always. Always. <laughs> but back to the snack food boom. So like, you know, people were like, it's not going to get any better than this. So like companies are being bought up left and right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so New Era, who was kind of the big name, other big name in Detroit, like Butterman was there in the New Era. Mm-hmm. And they were doing well. They had actually like expanded to like the Midwest. But they sold to Frito-Lay. And Frito-Lay, like, pretty much, like, killed the brand. And Frito-Lay was, like, selling off assets and stuff. Better made, like, kind of, like, went in their factory and scooped out anything useful from the sale. Then also, like, bought the brand name. So, like, occasionally they try and, like, bring out new era chips. Just because they thought the just, nostalgia factor yeah. would be higher, but it's never that high. Because nobody they... remembers it. Nobody remembers new era anymore. Yeah. Like, it's like when they did, um, what is it? The the new Pepsi? New co- Clear Coke? I- Clear Coke, yes, that's what I was or thinking. Coke of. Crystal, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Coke Crystal is a bad name for that. Oh, oh um, my! It's a little too many drugs. <laughs> too many drug Coke references in a soda name. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. Uh, like Buttermade kept chugging along. They kind of were um, staying local. Like one of the founders was really against like leaving Michigan. Like we're a Michigan brand. We're staying in Michigan. We're staying really in just southeast Detroit, like because we're killing it here, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, in the eighties, he died. Oh. Both of the chair, both of the two founding guys died within I think three months of each other. Oh wow! Yeah, but like so, they had already established like that they each were like they always were big on it's a 50-50 partnership. We are both fifty fifty. Not one is better than the other, mm-hmm. and so. What they did was they each said we could each let one of our sons work here. Because I think one guy only had one son, the other guy had multiple, but they're like, we each get one 50-50, both each get a son. Okay. So kind of like when kind of the old the guard was turning over, the old guard was kind of on their way out, the new guard was coming in, like mm-hmm. their children and grandchildren. They kind of started to expand a little bit. 
because it didn't the roadblock of like, no, we're not expanding, we're not building. So they kind of just like, the 80s were a great time so they just boomed. Mm-hmm. They didn't go, quite go national or anything, but like they kind of just like, we're going to kind of gather new things. Anyway, so like they're expanding the 80s, like, you know, they're doing good. Uh, in 1994, they actually buy Made Right, a Bay City brand. Oh. So in 1994, they acquired Made Right in their brands, in their facilities. And Made Right had already kind of expanded elsewhere in Michigan and kind of a little bit elsewhere too, mm-hmm. but mostly still Midwest. So they kind of broadened their range a little bit, broadened their range of products, but they, they truly had like a firm hold on Michigan at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, because like... Ever, like telling someone in Michigan who's like hasn't at least had better made chips, you know? Yeah. They're kind of a classic. I mean, you just see them. Yeah. Like at a barbecue or a picnic or something. Right. Some, somebody brings them, even if right. it's not you or, you know, who you came with. Somebody's brought them. Exactly. Yeah. So. In or graduation two- parties. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so in 2003, one of the families wanted to be bought out. Oh, they, they were, were like, we're, we'll sell you our shares that it can be all yours. Mm-hmm. And so they did that. Like they named a price and like just they took it. So it doesn't sound like there's much negotiating, but like they bought the other family out and then they were kind of like, ooh, we're kind of strapped for cash now. Mm-hmm. Or like we're just not killing it like we were. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in some other people to come, like kind of revitalize the business, kind of bring it back a little bit. It turns out in 2003, they didn't have any computers. They were still <gasps> writing checks on typewriters. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So. That's kind of nuts. I know. I was reading this. I'm like, really? Like. Think how about all that ribbon ink? Yeah. Because that stuff, like, I feel like that stuff probably got more expensive because it's rare. You know what I mean? It probably like, got more expensive. Probably like, well, it's cheaper than buying one of those newfangled computers. Yeah. But, oh. Yeah. So they. 2003, they brought in this guy. Nobody cares about his name. If you want to look it up, you can. If you don't want to, you don't. But, you know, that's your call. Business guy Ted, we'll call him. <laughs> okay. Good old, good old business BG-T. guy. BGT. He kind of came in. And they basically just brought an outside help. And they like modernized and kind of really like got them on track and kind of got them not only... Th- like throughout the Midwest and kind of got them mentioned in other places. And then they kind of got a lot of like pop culture references. Cause did you know that McClure's was a ham tramming company and McClure's pickles? Mm, I guess I didn't, but it makes sense because they, what did they sponsor? They sponsored something at Planet Ant. But anyway, so like in 2003, they modernized everything and kind of just set the company up for growth and like, that's why, like, you know, you can see it more places now. Mm-hmm. You can order online. And I guess after they like, showed up on some TV show or something and like their online sales went through the roof because people were like, I got to try these chips. Oh, I wonder what it was. Celebrity endorsements and expect nostalgia, like help bring the chip around to a larger, larger audience. Mm-hmm. Better made salt and vinegar chips were named the best of their type and tastings in Every Day with Rachel Ray. Oh, okay. So Rachel Ray featured them. Magician and comic Penn Gillette told Maxim Magazine that Better Made was his favorite chip. Ooh, I love Penn Gillette. And he said, these are American chips exactly as they should be. Not too crunchy, a little bit mushy. You can get a lot in your mouth at once. They also don't have any ridges or added flavor. 
Just salt and cotton fat goodness. I love those chips. Aw, that's so sweet. Although he probably doesn't get to eat them anymore because doesn't he have like some crazy diet now? Probably. This I, is 2007, so yeah, probably. He only eats like two two things or something now. I forget Aww. what it is. Yeah. He like slimmed down a lot. Like, looks I mean, good, good for but... him. But Oh, and the LA Times published an article, The Potato Chip Shaped Hole in Extra Trider's Hearts. <laughs> and that pushed online sales to their highest level in company history, officials said. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also like, um, I feel like Michigan gift baskets have like gone up in the past like decade. Like, and I'm sure they existed before, yeah. but you're going, you're going to have that. You're going to have some like Saunders hot fudge yep. or whatever, which actually I'm not a fan, but that's another story for another day. Um, You might have a bump cake or something. I do love bumpy cake. Is that a Michigan thing? Bumpy cake? I didn't know it was Michigan oh, thing. Oh yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I- Maybe I'm I can wrong. see it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think other places have it, but I think Fago for Fago, sure. Yeah, there's gonna be some Fago in there. Did you know? I'm pretty sure Jiffy actually is from Michigan yeah. too. My actually, I know they are because my aunt visited like a year or something ago, and my parents and my aunt went to the Jiffy factory tour, and they loved it. They thought it was like the best. I'm pretty sure I've been on that tour. Yeah. Some Did weird like field it? trip. I think so because I remember like. Like, yeah, Jeffy, I remember that was the field trip I went on. Yeah. So we, I mean, there's like a lot of products coming out of Michigan, but Buttermade is definitely like would be included. Oh, Verner's. Verner's. Verner's good too. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about Buttermade. That's so, I would have never thought of this story. This is, that was wonderful. Yeah, it's just interesting that, like, there were... I know, I didn't realize there were that many, like, snack brands out mm-hmm. of Detroit and just, like, the whole concept of how... Because you just think of, like, oh, potato chips, they've always come in this silver weird bag and mm-hmm. you always go to the grocery... But, like, they, I don't know, just, like, thinking about, like, people just, like, oh, let me just fry these up in my kitchen and take them out of the bar and sell them there. I was going to say, yeah, it's weird to think about, yeah, that they were just a homemade item at one point in time. Like, that they didn't just exist after, yeah. like, mass manufacturing was created. Oh, another fun fact. You know, mm-hmm. like, the Buttermade Rainbow Chips? Yes. Do you know what those are? No. So that st- how those started is they had uh, what they called the girls. It was, like, a line of girls doing quality control. Whenever the chips were coming mm-hmm. out of the fryer, if they're under, like, brown ones that, like, mm, those don't look quite perfect as the rest of them. They'd put them in a separate box. Mm-hmm. But those chips, so the, why they're brown, mm-hmm. is the longer potatoes sit, the starch turns to sugar. Oh. And so the sugar, like, kind of, like, it fries the sugar fast in the potatoes, so that's what turns them brown. So, like, they're caramelizes sweeter. them? Yeah. Kind of? So the rainbow oh. chips are those, like, not quite perfectly, but they're kind of sweeter and crunchier kind of thing. Yeah. I don't... No, in the I don't know if I've ever actually had. I know the bag. I can see right, the bag I, in my I, head, but I don't I've think I've ever seen had the bag. Them. But I can't remember eating them, and now I have to try a bag. Yeah, now I, I want know to. Yeah, we'll do that got, sometime. Yeah. So right now I got the barbecue because like classic. Oh, I love the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I grew up on. I remember my mom; she would get like the just like a she'd get like the bag, the little tiny bags. And they even said like they they were the one potato chip company that had a hold on Halloween mm-hmm. because most potato chip companies. Well, they slow down after the summer months because, like, it's a picnic food a lot of the time. Yeah. So they extend it, but, like, we'll put it in these small little bags. You can hand that instead of candy on Halloween. Wouldn't that be fun? And then paper's like, yeah, let's hand out these chips. Smart. Yeah. That's very smart. Yeah. Good marketing. Yeah. 
Nice. Good job uh, to you and to Bettermaid. And Karen D for and writing Karen this book. D. Oh, bless oh, Karen D. We love Karen D. So good. Now I want to see what else she's written. I know. Very curious. That might be a Google thing that happens later. Yeah. Good job, though. Thanks. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is a little something different we haven't done before. I thought it was interesting. Hopefully other people thought it was interesting, too. I I liked it. Yeah. And we're all that man. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's not true. We are the tastemakers. I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) We've already established we are not the cutting edge of cool. Oh, definitely not. No, yeah. definitely, definitely not. You got some two truths. Speaking of oh. not the cutting edge of cool. Yes. <laughs> so last night we were watching a little movie. Never gonna be the same again. again. Never, Never gonna, gonna be, be the, the same, same again. Never gonna be. That's all we have the rights to. What? That's all um, we have. We can't sing anymore. They're gonna come for us. Um. So we were watching Teen Witch. For those of you who have not seen Teen Witch, please watch Teen Witch. Uh, it is a great movie. And so my two truths and the lies about never gonna be the same again. Teen yes. Witch. Yes. Uh, and then I'm probably gonna fill you in on the rest of the facts on this website too. So this yes. is like a mental floss article. My first one is that while costing two million dollars. It only made $50,000 for its entire run in the theater. Oh. Teen Witch was pitched as the female version of Teen Wolf. Oh, my God. Michael J. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even that just as a fact. I'm not going to give you that one. mm. Yeah, you're talking about that one. So I was like, I know that's the truth. That's the truth. You have a freebie. You can't purchase the Teen Witch soundtrack. Ooh, my guess is the first one is a lie because although I could see the soundtrack. No, I think I think you're not able to buy the soundtrack. So yeah, I think the first one's a lie. Uh, that is correct, because it was actually a two point five million dollar budget, not two million dollar budget. And it um, grows twenty seven thousand eight hundred and forty three for its entire run. Opening weekend, it made three thousand eight hundred and seventy five. Ouch. Yeah. Um, no, the one that I was, I almost read and I was like, that's not even like a fact. It just said Teen Witch's music is its crowning achievement, which accurate. The music is amazing. The same. Oh, and top that. I'm going to be the most popular girl. Uh, <laughs> or what, what was that? We like boys oh my god <laughs> that song uh, it was uh there's so a scene cheesy. where the cheerleaders don't sing but dance to a song called we like boys in purple leotards in the girls uh locker room but no yeah sense but the rapping part is better yeah that, top that top that i don't give a about that oh my god <laughs> some more fun things though a live musical recording of team which does exist so that's fun. Uh, they made it. In we 20- have to find it. In 2000. 2000- Screw Jimmy Hoffa. That's our new find. In 2000. 2000- well, I found it right now. 2007. They released it on Quick Amazon find. and iTunes. Yes. I know. I know what I'm listening to later. Um, the Groundlings performed a live version of it. Love that. We'll love to see that. That was in 2013. 
<laughs> Teen Witch's popularity makes songwriter Larry Weir think people are, quote unquote, pretty messed up. <laughs> uh, that's from an article in 2007. <laughs> He said, what's what's crazy is that we have been to screenings all over the country in Seattle, San Francisco, and even Manhattan. And for every screening, there have been lines around the block in packed theaters, which leads me to believe that there are some pretty messed up people out there. He joked in San Francisco, it was almost like being at a concert. They cranked the audio up and it was wild. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? That is. Mm hmm. Uh, Robin Lively, who stars in the movie. Yes. Blames her bad dancing on being the most popular girl she said i took yeah she said i took all the dancing too seriously at the time i was a little more self-conscious back then and when i had to do the most popular girl spin inside the bedroom i twisted my ankle i'm gonna blame most of my bad dancing on that ankle oh and louise miller's dad had a history with witches who's louise miller that's the oh, main the character. Dad, the dad, the yeah, dad. yeah, the dad oh, in the movie. And said Louise's father, Frank, was played by actor Dick Sargent, who was no stranger to sorcery. From 1962 to 72, he played the second Darren Stevens in Bewitched. That so if he looks familiar, that's why. Yeah. He looked like I couldn't figure it out. Actually, I was staring at him last night and I like I knew it was Dick Sargent, but I couldn't remember why that name was familiar. Yeah. Because I think Jen had said Dick Sargent. I was like, okay, yeah, that name is he's done something. So I'm 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 glad we watched that movie. Same. It was a, a delight and a joy. It was. I like unfortunately fell asleep towards the end of it because it was okay. a little late. So I'm gonna watch it again. Mm-hmm. You should. And you I'm should. definitely going to. I might do that after this actually. And then we also have to watch Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> uh, so uh, many good movies coming out. Yes. Coming out. Is Over, it coming up? Oh, coming up. I was like, coming out decades ago? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> New to me. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. If you if you got any hot tips for us, like Alex's mom had, <laughs> yeah. you can contact us at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Or on the social media is at DetroitStrange on Instagram and Twitter. And just search Detroit Strange on Facebook. There's no like hashtag or username, really. Yeah, you're going to find us there. And then also, you know, if you have a second, um, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Or, you know, if we got something wrong, let us know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, until next time. Stay strange, Detroit. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sex and Violence. 